What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Lauda, what do you have? I have some good news, guys. Okay. So the happiest place on earth kind of took away their annual pass holder pass during COVID, and a lot of people were upset. Well, it's back. It's called the Magic Key, and it is basically an annual pass, but they're just calling it something different. It is going to debut August 25th, and prices range from $399. What? Yeah. $399 getting to the Abbey? You know what I'm saying? To get to, to, to Disneyland. Oh, you said the happiest place. Yeah, oh, Disneyland. I, I just, oh, my bad. Y'all can't see us, but we looking at each other, making eye contact. I'm like, come on now. <laughs> that bad. is my, ha- well, you know, that's you one clarify. of my happiest places okay. on earth. Okay. All Disneyland. Right. I did say Disneyland, right, guys? So $399 is the lowest price, and then $1,300 or so for the highest uh, Magic Key annual pass. So I'm excited for that. There's a lot of people that were upset, and it comes with reservations, and you get priority. So you know what? Go buy yourself a magic key. You guys show any proof of vaccination to get into Disneyland nowadays? I know you've been a lot recently. No, you don't. Okay. Mm-mm. No. No. Just wear your mask. Yeah. Wonder if that's coming, man. Seriously. I'm not sure, but you know, buy your magic key pass. I'm excited for it. I, I think when I'm the only said, one that was excited for it. But no, it's uh, cool. Flower yeah. I, when you said your happy place, I thought you meant the Abbey. That's why I was confused. Oh, my bad. <laughs> I mean, that is a good place too, though. You yeah, know yeah. What I'm Both are excellent places. <laughs> but I mean, happiest place on earth. I think I pretty much knew what you meant about Disneyland. There you go. Thank you, thank you. I mean, LZ and I, you know, he's making eye contact over here, but yeah. you know, we doing the thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at my gift right now, trying to resist. I know. Laura gave me a little something, something. I well, swear to God, if Greg, wasn't, if Greg wasn't here, woo! I think Sedona would have poisoned again too if he was in here. Oh, dude, what are you talking about? If I was in that <laughs> studio, we would have already drank it. What are you talking about? I didn't say it was drinkable. I mean, I, I know what it, it is. I just no, said he knows, it was he a knows gift. what it is. He I knows know what it's it Casamigos is. Bottle. Yeah. I mean, what do you think? We drank a whole bottle of Casamigos on the last day I was on the morning show. I know. That's why the morning show got canceled. I don't. I don't see anything. By the way, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I'm gonna put one of these mic condoms on it so it looks like on a microphone. <laughs> That's what I call them, my condoms. There we go. This got derailed, but yes, go to Disneyland, people. Let's go. Magic key. Magic key. key. Yeah. All right. That is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. All right. So here's the deal. What's the deal? Of all these signings, today's signings, Mm -hmm. which is the one that you think? Now, these could be two different, you know, people, Okay. Which one do you think is the most interesting, and which one do you think will be the most effective? Now, I'm going to throw in Baysmore, even though it was yesterday, because it happened after our show. So, it's Baysmore, Monk, Mello, or Kendrick Nunn. LZ, I'll start with you. Which question am I answering first? You can, either Whichever one, interesting and most effective. They could be the same person, they could be a different person. Uh, the interesting one to me would be Kendrick, will be Nunn. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, for sure. Because he... He definitely took a pay cut. <laughs> he, um, he was he probably going to be about a $7 million player. He, yeah, He definitely took a pay cut. He left millions on the table. So he's coming here for one thing and one thing only, to ball out and win a chip. And I like when guys are real clear about that financially. Like there's no ifs and buts about it why he's here. Um, as far as most effective, I think it's going to be mellow. I think it's going to I think it's going to be Melo because Melo's presence on the court, especially these last two seasons, has shown that he is still someone that you have to respect. And God knows he can still win you a quarter. And importantly, he's still winning games. So I, I I think he's going to be an effective, you know, spot up shooter for us, but just his presence on the court is going to dictate that the defenses respect him in a way that they never respected Kuz and they never respected any of the other players we had coming off the bench. Give me the two categories one more time, George. Most, most interesting? interesting and most effective. Okay, so for me, most interesting is still Carmelo. I'm, I'm most interested in Carmelo because I talked about this a little bit earlier. When you're a veteran player and you've gone through what, through what he's gone through, in other words, look, we all know his story, national champion as a freshman, three-time Olympic gold medalist. I mean, there's a lot on this resume, but there's one thing that's obviously missing from the Carmelo resume. And also, to go through a, a, a transformation 
in your career where at one point you're being pushed around the league and you're being moved to all these places and it's not really working out. And the next thing you know, you find yourself out of the NBA with a question mark about will you ever come back? And he did. He went to Portland. He became a, a, a more of a, a team role player and less of a superstar. And so for me, I'm most interested in Carmelo because I think LeBron looks at Carmelo and goes, I got a guy I've known my whole life. I've got a player that's been along my side, you know, not necessarily that we played together, but we've come in and we grew up together. I can count on this guy. So I'm going to go with that. I, I think as far as maybe most impactful, I know this one's going to be from out of left field, but I needed to come up with an answer here for you. But Malik Monk to me is very interesting. Um, I was watching some of these, you know, videos from earlier in his days of Charlotte, and I re- talked about Michael Jordan kind of giving him a smack on the back of the head. But he's a really young player still. And so, um, to me, for everybody that talked about how old the Lakers were going to be, this is a 23-year-old kid. And he's going to have a chance to learn and be around all these veteran players and and, and see what, what desire looks like. Because a lot of these guys are here just to win. And, uh, and I think Malik Monk has a chance to be very impactful. Um, okay, so what I'm going to do is this. Uh, I'm going to tell you that I would agree with Kaplan. The most interesting is Mello. Okay. Just for all the reasons you outlined, I don't really need to add any more. I mean, his history, who he is, where he is in the game, et cetera, et cetera, how he's, uh, changed his game, changed his body. Even had he maybe had this work ethic for his body when he was a superstar, who knows the heights he could have hit, um, because he looks at he's in the best shape of his life over the last year or two. Um, so he's by far the most interesting. Uh, I think the most effective this, I'm going to go off the board from you guys, like or someone that you guys didn't mention. I'm going to say Ken Bazemore. And the reason I'm going to say that is because if there's one thing I know about Frank Vogel, it's defense. He wants defense. He wants a guy out there that will defend. And Ken Bazemore, of all the guys that they've signed on the perimeter, okay, uh, in the last two days or so, but it's certainly today, uh, or the last 24 hours, uh, he's the best defender. And that is, I don't even think it's debatable. Um, he's erratic, certainly as a shooter, but Frank has lived with some erratic shooting, right? KCP, uh, even though he shot 40% last year, the year before, it was up and down or whatever, and some nights it was five of seven, and some nights it was one of seven. And I think Bazemore is a lot like that. He reminds me a little of KCP in that sense, and I know Frank is okay with a player like that because he's okay with the defense. Like, as long as you play defense and there's effort, he feels like the shots will eventually fall. So I'm going to go with Bazemore as the guy who will probably be, of this particular group, the most effective. None of us mentioned Wayne Ellington as... Well, yesterday I had Ellington. This was just of today's group. Yeah. Um, I just just wanted to throw that out there, what you guys think, because of all the guys... Well, I think Ellington's going to play. Yeah, Yeah. I think Ellington's going to play. Right. Of all the guys they've signed, and this is just working off statistics here, this is not working off the eye test, but of all the guys that they've signed... He's got, as I recall, the top three-point percentage at 42 and change. So, mm-hmm. look, they went out and they got guys. Everybody talked about shooters. I looked at everybody's you know, three-point statistics. He's shooting 42.2% from three-point range. So could Wayne Ellington be an impactful guy? Oh, there's no question. I mean, Wayne Ellington has been a really good shooter for a number of years, was in the three-point shooting competition. I want to say one year he led the entire league in three-point makes with Miami um, a couple of years ago. So – um, or if he wasn't one, he was like one or two. Um, so he's been a really good three-point shooter for a really, really long time. And by the way, shout out to him because he wasn't a great three-point shooter coming into the league. Like, he was fine, but he has turned himself into an elite shooter. So I do think, yeah, we talked about him a little bit yesterday, and I have him kind of more in yesterday's group because it, it had happened um, when uh, we were already on the air or right yeah, before we came yeah. on the air. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I think Ellington is going to play. I think Ellington's a 20 to – 25-minute player, maybe 30 on some nights. We'll see. You know, Rob is still making moves. And, you know, he just cleared another spot today. So now there's three spots open. We know he's still got the dentist piece. So I'm, I'm, I don't know who's starting. I don't know who's going to play the most minutes outside of, you know, obviously LeBron, AD, and West are definitely playing a lot of minutes. After that, I'm not quite sure. I'm not sure if Paul Gasol – not Paul Gasol. If Mark Gasol Mark. is even getting on the court. I'm not even sure if he's getting on the court. Yeah. To be quite honest with you, you know, that's a good chance AD may start up the five, which changes everything. Because if AD starts at the five, the first person I want coming off the bench is Dwight Howard. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think there are still a lot of questions that are out there. 
But I love the fact that this is a very nimble roster. And it's a yeah. roster that's able to survive, you know, unforeseen injuries um, much better than the season before. Well, two things I'd like to add to that. And you mentioned the Schroeder piece. For those that don't know, Dennis Schroeder's still unsigned. So there's still the possibility that the Lakers could use him as a, a card here, you know, a chip per se in a sign and trade. Uh, there, there is that possibility still. It's not completely out of the realm of possibility. And then the other aspect of it, while LZ, there is some versatility in the fact that there's a lot of volume here. Um, I, I, I think with these shooters, I, I think there's going to be a couple of guys who play more regularly than others, for sure, like there are in any roster. But I think that there's going to be some mixing and matching, particularly in those first 20 or 25 games, before Vogel feels comfortable with how guys play in certain situations and what combinations are better than others. Um, and I think that people are going to have to be a little patient in those first 20 or 25 games. Now, look, LeBron and AD can bring you home and you get wins, but I'm talking about like kind of the nuances and subtleties of the game and the rotation. Man, we going 80 and two. <laughs> and those two games were the end of the season when we've already secured the number one seed. Well, let me ask you guys this question. Game one, you've got this roster that you currently have in front of you right now. Game one, mm-hmm. who's your starting five? Game one. Go ahead, LZ, if you'd like. Um, I would start uh, Westbrook. I would start AD at the five. I would start LeBron at the four. LeBron? <laughs> James, you know him? I am familiar. Okay. I've heard start, of him. Yeah, I would start him at the four. <laughs> Why are you he 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 Because it's just funny. Like, of course we're starting LeBron. I mean, at the four. Right, right. I hear you. Know, yeah, yeah. I'm going to have him at the four. Um, and that's tough. I, right, just, I, I, just, I just need to I, – I, we need to just see them. I'll throw in two names because, obviously, AD, LeBron, and Westbrook all would start. I'm starting Carmelo and THT. That's my starting five, game one. Carmelo and THT join LeBron, AD, and Westbrook. That's my starting five, game one. Coach Vogel, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, I, I think they're going to start Gasol. Um, Why? And I, think, I, I, think that's, think, I think that's a mistake. Why? What are they doing that for? What, do they owe him something? I, I, think, I really think that's a mistake. I think they're going to start Gasol, um, and I think that they're going to start a shooter. Now, I don't know if it's going to be Carmelo Anthony. If I had to guess, it'll probably be Wayne Ellington um, because they've got, uh, you know, Ellington to me is soup is really good coming off screens and running all around. And, mm-hmm. you, you know, I, I think that that stuff, it, he, he is like a tactician with that. You know what I mean? Like he, he you have to chase him around and it's not easy. And I think in the, with a starting group, um, and LeBron and Gasol and their ability to pass and Russ's ability to pass and AD's ability to pass, I think he becomes a real weapon. Um, so I, I think that that would be the group that – I mean, I could be wrong, clearly, but I think they're going to start Gasol and Ellington. With How could they guys. start Gasol? I mean, when, when Russ starts walk, or running up and down the floor and Gasol's like, hey, hold on a second. Hey, slow down, man. Like, I can't keep up. Like, can well, you yeah, slow he down? Can. He, he's the trailer on a three-point shot. I mean, you really know what I'm saying? That. Like he's just not he's not he's gonna be older and fast and not fast. He's not you know not up and down the floor. I don't understand why anybody would want to start Gasol. I mean, I hear what you're saying, but I mean I like they don't owe him anything. I don't understand what the I'm not the saying they owe him anything. I'm just yeah. telling you how I think they're gonna play it. I, I know. I you don't know what it. I would love to see? I would love to see LeBron do something he's never done before. Oh yeah? Average double digits and rebounds. <laughs> I would love to see him average double digits and rebounds. He's never done that in his career. And I think starting at the four, one puts him obviously in a better position to get more rebounds. But the addition of Westbrook. Well, he kind of started at the four in Miami. Well, the addition of Westbrook allows him to get those rebounds and trust that he can pass it up to someone who's going to initiate breaks and get easy, easy buckets. Mm -hmm. I I would love to see him do that. And I would also love to see him – get back to a 70% mark at the free throw line. Mm-hmm. He's only done that once, I think, in the last five seasons. Mm-hmm. Everything in the last five seasons, he's been sub-70% free throw shooting. Now, obviously, he's still in the GOAT conversation. But to me, 
um, if you're going to ding him from anything, it's not his finals records. It's not that he bounced around from team to team. It's that he's really not a reliable free throw shooter. And he's actually gotten worse since he's been in Los yes. Angeles. Yeah, there, there's so, no doubt. So I would love for him to be a 70-plus free throw shooter, and I would love to see him get double-digit rebounds, and I would love to see him do that at the four. All right, who's going to be your starting five uh, with Westbrook, LeBron, and AD? 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. We are back in one minute and 15 seconds, 75 seconds here on 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Yes, sir. Sedano, LZ, and Cap with you here. Give us your Lakers starting five alongside Westbrook, LeBron, and AD. Hit us up at 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. You know, one thing I didn't remember, and someone pointed it out here, our buddy Jonathan Watson uh, reminded us, who's a great listener and helps produce produce the show, to be honest. He does a great job with that, always tweeting us. Uh, stuff and content that Taylor Horn Tucker and Kendrick Nunn. Now they weren't actual teammates in high school, but they both played at Simeon High School in Chicago, which is you know obviously one of the most famous Some basketball, basketball powerhouses. Yeah. yeah, yeah, in high school. So um, there's that. And here's the thing: Beto and Whittier tweets us. This is a good one. Does Josh Hart have a place in this reunion train? I think Josh Hart is the perfect player on Wait, a winning team. Josh isn't still with New Orleans. No, he's a, a free agent. They didn't just resign him, right? They did what? Not yet. Not yet. What is he doing? He's available. No, what is Griff doing? He's available. I imagine they have an offer to him that he that Josh is probably shopping elsewhere. Oh man, listen. If Josh Hart is available and we can get him, get him. Mm-hmm. Get him, start him. Get him, start him. I would love to have that kind of intensity in the backcourt. Would love it. He hits enough threes. He's got size. You can't. He is a tough ass player. I would love to get Josh Hart back, and I would love to start him. I don't know if we can afford him, but I would love to get that dude back. I didn't. I. I just assumed they were just going to gobble that up. No, he. There's an offer on the table, but there's no. Um, wow. There's nothing. Nothing signed yet. Wow. Yeah, I would definitely want that back for sure. That that you don't understand, Cap. That guy is tough. Well, he does everything too. He hit, he shoots a little. He can score a yep. little. He rebounds great for mm-hmm. his position. Yeah, he, can he, pass can def- the ball he well. defends, defends extremely well. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I would love to get that dude back. Comes from a winning tradition at Nova, Villanova. Yeah, yeah. I like guys like that. Guys yeah. who know how to win coming into the league. I actually feel like he was a good player here. I think he's been a good player in New Orleans. And, I, again, I think just on, the, on a winning team, uh, a playoff caliber team, he, he is, like, perfect. Perfect. Yeah. You, you can tell him, hey, go, go harass, you know, James Harden for us. And he'll just buckle down and do his best. And you won't ever have to worry about him. I love dudes like that. Yeah. He, you know who's, like, a little bit of a diet version of him? Uh, the kid in uh, Brooklyn, uh, Bruce Brown. Yep. Yeah. Yep. They're yep. very similar. In very, that very sense. similar. He re- he actually reminds me of a better offensive player, but still sort of that same sort of toughness of Derek Fisher. That's who he reminds me of. He's bigger. He's yes. stronger. But that toughness. Ah, that'd be so sweet, man. <laughs> yeah. Just it, just because I love an intense squad. And I, I just love the idea of him and Westbrook in that backcourt starting games. Y'all ain't getting nothing. Right. I love that. Yeah. Let's go to the phones. We've got Christian in Long Beach who's got a starting five. Christian, what up? Hey, how you guys doing, man? Uh, I was thinking since the league's getting a little small now, you know, we start LeBron James at the five, have AD no, at four, no, no. Uh, Carmelo at the three, Camp, Bays- Camp Bazemore at the two, and then Westbrook at the one. You're going to want the ball in Westbrook or AD's hands most of the time because you want to get them going. I can see LeBron's three is starting to get pretty good. 
You know what I mean? If he's stretching the floor for these dudes, it, it might be pretty nasty. Yeah, LeBron ain't no starting at no five, though, man. <laughs> like, I, I, I think that maybe you could see a situation with AD is, um, you know, resting and maybe that LeBron plays the five for like a minute, a couple minutes. But I, I don't. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't. I don't even I don't even know if I envision that all that much, to be honest with you. But certainly not starting, though. Yeah, we what we need is AD to start at the five. Right, right. It's hard enough to get him to start at the five, let alone right, right. LeBron, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, Christian, thank you, brother. Appreciate you, thank though. Thank you. Let me go to Joe in Garden Grove. Hello, Joe. How you doing, guys? I'm with LZ. Let's get Josh Hart back for sure. He's a fan favorite. I'm thinking if we're going with a big lineup, I like Howard starting over Gasol for sure with AD, LeBron. Yeah, but now you have no spacing and, to start the game. None. Zero. Yeah, well, if you're going against Aiton or some of these guys and Bede, you're, you're going to need that. Um, and then if it's a small lineup, I think throwing uh, THT in there, at the two. And the last thing I want to leave you guys with real quick is how did we lose Drummond to the vet minimum? I, I don't see how Drummond can't be signed by us and we keep him with Gasol and maybe get rid of well, Gasol, but I don't think we gave him enough of a look last year with, with LeBron and AD at the same time. So this is my this is my best guess on that. And it is a guess, and thank you for the call. I I don't feel that they felt the big penguin was very was serious enough for this squad is the way I would guess to describe it. Um, and I also don't think, even though it was limited, a great fit. I know, LZ, you loved the possibilities of it. I was never a huge fan of it, particularly on defense. Um, the numbers weren't great when they were on the floor together for whatever it was. The which was minutes. which was a very small sample size, small to be sample fair. Size. Yeah. But I'm with you. I, I just don't think anybody, whether it was LeBron or anybody upstairs, I don't think anybody loved having him. It's not like a knock at him per se. It's something anybody, I think everybody was disappointed with what he brought. And again, maybe it wasn't fair to him. Maybe he yeah. didn't get enough LeBron and AD. But still, I don't think anybody thought he was as good as the numbers may have said before he got here. I feel that it's a situation where we'll just never know. Because when he was playing in the first round of the postseason, AD was healthy, he was destroying them the Phoenix Suns, as he's supposed to. And if AD stays healthy, we're not sure how this season ends for the Lakers, period, and what the conversation about AD would be, both of them. But, he, you know, AD wasn't healthy. LeBron wasn't healthy. And they were asking Andre Drummond to do things he cannot do. And I think it was the he cannot do some of these things that ultimately led him out of the door. Because if you got to have AD and LeBron healthy for him to be his best for the Lakers, then it is best to think about contingency plans because we saw what happened last season when you don't have one. Who would you rather have, Drummond or Dwight? Uh, Dwight. Okay. Well, there, there's there's why then, I think. That's partly why. Dwight is a much better defender. He's a much better – it's the vertical space. I talk about vertical space a lot because it's important. The vertical space is one of the main reasons why you won a championship to begin with. When you can just throw the ball up and get easy buckets, it changes a lot. And we lost that. We lost that, and we needed that. And we, oh, by the way, we coughed up a lot of crucial offensive rebounds because we didn't have that. So I, I'm happy to have Dwight back. I never wanted him to go because I think vertical space is an aspect of the game, for the Lakers in particular, that really makes it difficult for teams to match up against us. And when you take that away from us, we get a little bit easier to defend. 877-710-ESPN. Let me go to uh, – oh, sorry. I lost the, my place here. Let me go to Gilbert and Diamond Bar. Gilbert, what up? Yo, Gil. Gilbert. I mean, Gilbert. like you hear him, you know, like he's there, sort Gilbert, of, kind of. Once, twice. I think this is the wrong guy. All right. Hold Who's on, this? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Shh, let's hear this. Hold on. This is Jason from Downey. Oh, there you go. Oh, it's Jason from Downey. What's this oh. Gilbert from Diamond Bar here? Laura, are you in that chipping uh, girl? <laughs> well, that's me. I don't know. Oh, that's Greg. Okay. Greg, what the hell you do, that's man? Eating good luck. The LZ. All right. Go ahead, Jason. So I'm thinking for the starting five, we should definitely get Gasol in there. But, you know, he won't play that long. It's kind of like the way they were with Drummond last year. It's cursory. He, he had to start. And then... I think we got to get Malik Monk in there to be a starter, man. I, I think it's pretty no. good that we get somebody under the age of 30 to be a starter. 
and then, you know, nope. however long he plays, doesn't shoot, can't make anything, get him out of there. That's why, That's though, a, just simply because he's younger? Yeah, no, no. Don't be, an, don't be an ageist. That's not a good reason. Jason, <laughs> then, I love you, but that's not thing. a good reason. Okay, okay. And Josh Hurting, <laughs> I, I would love him back, too, but after LeBron uh, posterized him, I don't think he could come back, man. After LeBron put him on that poster and Rihanna gave him a shout out. I mean, man, if we if we're gonna sit here and not let dudes to play with uh, the Lakers or LeBron that he posterized, there's not gonna be a lot of dudes left. He's yeah, been around for true. 20 years and he still got bunny hops. Yeah, for sure. But hey, LZ, we're gonna miss you, brother. Appreciated you on the air when you said you came to 710, man. Got speed and good luck. Thanks, brother. Day, really, really appreciate it, brother. Thank you. All right, Jason. Thank you, buddy. All right, real quick, we're going to do everyone's favorite segment, the most popular segment on this show, Big Deal or No Deal, each and every day at 6.30. We're going to get to that in about two minutes. All right, we'll get to your calls here in a second. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Speaking of big deals, a big deal for you to call the right attorney when you're injured in an accident. Call my friends at Sam and Ash Law at 800-304-2000. That's 800-304-2000 because you deserve what's right. What's right, Greg? All right, Kaplan, we're going to start with you. The Cleveland Indians are changing their name to the Cleveland Guardians next yep. season. Mm-hmm. But they didn't even get their own domain. Apparently, there was a Cleveland Guardians men's roller derby team that has been around for years, and they are not giving up the name either. Is this a big deal or no deal? Um, It's a big deal. You know, domain names are a real headache for people. Um, And what happens is when you have one and somebody else wants it, you hold it until you get what you want for it. I had a domain name, um, and uh, GoDaddy was contacting me, and they're like, yo, we got a client. They want your domain name. They're offering whatever it was, $2,000 for it. And I'm like, you know what? I still have use for it. I don't think I'm going to sell it until they hit the right number. And when they hit the right number, I sold it. And it started me thinking, why don't I just buy a whole bunch of domain names? There's plenty of people that do that. Actually. I know. It's true. It's true. So to, for, the, for the Cleveland Indians, they were trying to be cutesy. Guardians kind of looks like Indians. Doesn't sound it, but kind of at the end it does. They were trying to get cutesy. They should have thought about this before they did it, or they ought to just pony up to get the domain name they want. Well, I think the latter. Um, I think it's a big deal. I think it's a big deal because you probably should have researched that, to your point, before you actually made the commitment to the name. Right. Um, You would think that there would be somebody that would have done that. That's just me. Um, and yes, I'm with you, uh, um, you know, Cap, that they should just pony up. Pay those people their money. The roller hockey team deserves their cash. Pay that man his money, or that lady his money, or her money. Sorry. Go ahead, LZ. I think it's a big deal because, one, either your legal team didn't do his due diligence and exposed yes. you, or two, you were arrogant and thought that it wouldn't matter. Right. Which I tend to think is the latter because your arrogance is the reason why you had that horrible name to begin with for so long so big deal all right on to the next one all right lz we talked about the mtv anniversary yesterday we did well in an interview about it jerry o'connell talked about being in the mariah carey video for heartbreakers he was the boyfriend and said this about mariah full disclosure i did shoot my shot with mariah i tried to get digits i it did not work out she's a very nice girl she let me down easily and softly but that was not going to happen. Is this a big deal or no deal? That's no deal. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. You the boy in the video, man. <laughs> she she ain't giving she giving digits to the man who owns hey, the film company. Listen. That puts the boy in the video. I, I, I while I agree with you, I don't blame him for shooting his shot. It is no deal. But I don't blame him for shooting his shot. And hey, you know who was the dude with J Lo? Which one? What was his name? Which one? The the dancer the back the, the Chris Judd or no, no, Crud Scott. or what is it Scott um oh God what's his name well and uh, what was the guy the Britney Spears guy that that had Kevin that awful Federline. song through that Kevin, total Kevin loser, that one Popo guy. Zhao was his yeah. name was the name of that song he, he Esper Smart 
Yeah. Casper's, Casper's smart. There you yes. Go. So there's been, it's happened before. You know what I mean? So I'm mad at him for trying, but oh. it is no deal, you know? But Jerry O'Connell, he wasn't like a star at the time, was he? No, no he was. Oh, he was. I mean, ish. Yeah. He's been around for a long time. Right, but what I'm saying is... But in that like, video... Right. Like he, he, I don't he, think he was the star he is now. No, at know? that time, he was just some like little kid trying. Whereas, you know, if it were today, maybe he got himself a legit shot. But yeah. listen, I got to give him credit for trying. But again, I'm with you guys on this one. Come on, no deal. Laura? No deal. Okay. <laughs> yeah, whatever. All right. All right, on to the next one. All right, Sedano. Solo Maridueña plays who? Miguel on Cobra Kai. Hold but on. Who? <laughs> Solo. I don't know how to say it. I'm trying to say it correctly. Oh, you don't know how to say I asked, it? I asked, I asked Laura ahead of time. How do you spell it? X-O-L-O. No, no, no. His last name. Maridueña. Spell that. M-A-R-I-D-U-E-N with, an, with a tilde A. Madruena. Uh-huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't give you the last. No, you didn't. But I, mean, I thought I was <laughs> yeah, pretty yeah. close on it. But no, okay. no. It cl- I mean, you know, you kind of got your stung, your your tongue got a little stuck there a little bit. You know. Oh, sorry, but now he's ta- so he plays Miguel on Cobra Kai, but yes. now he's taking on a bigger role on HBO Max. He mm-hmm. will be playing Jaime Reyes or oh. Blue Beetle, the very first Warner Brothers DC Comics movie to have a Latino lead superhero. Is this a big deal or no deal? Didn't we do this story before? We seem to be doing stories like this every day. No, I, this particular story, I felt I, like we did this I one. Asked, I asked ahead of time. I don't think we did this one. I haven't done it. I haven't done it on one okay, of my Okay, maybe, maybe I did it. I okay. talked about LZ uh, didn't do it. Captain okay, did it. Okay, maybe I, I, maybe it was, I don't know. We I thought we did George, it, but it's fine. It. No, it is a big deal. It, I mean, I've, I've said this before. Uh, it is a big deal, even though I don't love the DC universe as much. Um, I do like Batman. Um, but it is, uh, it is a big deal. I think I'm a firm believer representation matters. I feel like Latinos uh, specifically um need to do a better job also of you know speaking up for ourselves and i think that we do a bad job because we fall into these old school traps less the young people more the older people and i think that sometimes that kind of passes on to the younger generation but again less as generations have gone by there's less and less of this of the oh well you know i'm mexican so i'm just gonna you know support the mexicans or i'm puerto rican i'm gonna support puerto ricans or i'm cuban i'm support cubans no no we need to be a little more united so I, I i do think that something like this helps but yes so big deal well the politically correct thing to say is that it's a big deal because of everything that george just said and for all of that i'm i'm in okay but you guys That's know cynical as hell yeah, I know, but but you know because of the movie because I got no interest in you have no stuff. interest in a comic None, book movie zero yes. so yes. I'm 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 gonna say yes. no deal for me. He fine, big deal. <laughs> okay, fair enough. You Laura, see you see this, Laura? You see this? Oh, he fine. He I'm fine. with you. Yeah, okay, I'm like all deal, all deal, yeah. whatever, big deal. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. All right. He fine. Here we go. On to the next one. All right, Cap. Chicago Cubs president Jed Hoyer is blaming. Wait, wait, wait. Actually, stop. Cap, do you think he's fine? Oh, he's fine as hell. Okay, there we go. Now we can yeah. go. Great. Sorry, on to the next one one more is time. Is that just yes. a politically correct thing to say? That is exactly right. It's politically <laughs> correct that he's fine. All right. Yeah. All right. Chicago Cubs president Jed Hoyer is blaming losing Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo. Losing? Did you say losing? Oh, uh, there's more to the story. And <laughs> Jave Baez on the players. They didn't saying, have to trade him. <laughs> saying the extensions were offered these guys will hold up exceptionally well against the open market. I don't know why guys didn't want to sign. I don't know why guys didn't want to even counter offer oftentimes. Every one of these guys would say they wanted to stay in Chicago. We wanted to be a Cub. But then we would sit down and do negotiations. That wasn't how they acted. Is this a big deal or no deal? Damn. I'll say, I'll say big deal because you very rarely hear a club executive like this talk about these kinds of guys. Now, look, um, I, I know my perception was, my goodness, the Cubs got their World Series finally after 500 years, and they're fire sailing right now. And they're just getting rid of all this payroll, and they don't want to pay the big money, and they don't want to be committed to winning. My perception is that. But what, what Hoyer is saying is, no, you don't get it. We tr- we tried to sign these guys, and nobody was talking to us. By the way, I kind of find it really hard to believe. I, I, I'm not even buying his story. I agree. So, I think so it's, it's very. I, I think yeah. it's just spin. I'm with you. Like I don't. 
I, I mean, that they didn't at least engage with you? Like, come on. Like, the, their agents are not just their agents. They represent a lot of different players. You're telling me that those representatives didn't contact you at all about anything about those particular guys and just about the other clients? That seems ridiculous to me. And all three of those guys left and made immediate impact. Baez with the Mets. Oh, yeah. Uh, Chris Bryant in San Francisco. Right. And, and, uh, yeah, and, Rizzo. and Rizzo with the Yankees. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I'm going to need him to workshop that <laughs> because – those dudes, particularly Rizzo, and I guess Chris Bryant too, were very emotional yeah. on their last days. Mm -hmm. That's not the response of someone who has like a mercenary sort of perspective about the team that they've only known and the city that they've only played in. I was actually hurt that they blew up the squad like that. I was in Chicago when that when that team was being put together in fact i remember being present for chris bryant's first home run ever in the league i was taken to the game by david axelrod president obama's campaign manager we we're sitting there and, ju and just as he says this kid is going to be special boop, first ever home run and i was just like going wow kid is special i guess <laughs> And, I guess he is special. <laughs> David was, Axelrod, who did appear on uh, the old morning show. He sure day. did. He, he sure did. did. Talking Talk smack. Talking Cubs, Dodgers with us during the playoffs. Absolutely. Yeah. It's my dog. And I'm just like, you got to be kidding me. Now you want us to believe that this squad of kids who love the city and love the Cubs were all mercenaries collectively, and all of them said to hell with it, and all of them wanted to be traded. If you said one, fine. But all three, man, stop. Yeah, just, Can you imagine those guys sitting together in the clubhouse going, hey, look, let's do this. Uh, when they offer us all contracts, let's blow it off so that all three of us can get the hell out of here. I find that very, very hard to believe. Yeah, super sour grapes there for sure. Um, next. All right, LZ. Ellen Pompeo plays Meredith Grey in Grey's Anatomy. Did you just explain who she was to me? Okay, well, I, I does other people? Did you know who <laughs> Meredith Grey play, was played by Cap Ellen Pompeo? Do you Are know you who that is? Really asking me that? Grey's question? Anatomy's yeah. been on for like yeah. forty years. Really? You're gonna insult me like that for real? Come on, man. You didn't. You had no idea. No, Come yeah, on. he had no idea. So anyway, <laughs> so somehow. By the way, yeah, I know who she is because I looked her up, and but I, not because I watched Grey's Anatomy. Watch the first three seasons. It was good, and then it was just There's bad. like 20 seasons. Like, they just got done with, like, the like the 19th or 20th season. Yeah. Something so like that. I, I had to look her up. Yeah, okay. All right. But she just revealed today, or today or yesterday, that her husband, Chris Ivory, was very uncomfortable with all of her sex scenes in the show. Shock. Mm. Is getting upset about sex scenes from an actor slash actress's significant other a big deal or no deal? Oh, it's a big deal. Because fake sex has led to way too much real sex. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> We've seen that too many times. Ask Jennifer Aniston if she regrets letting that movie be made. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Sh Should have done Macbeth instead. Yeah. Everything would have been all right. So big deal. Yeah. I would agree. Big deal. There has pl been plenty of an on-screen romance that turned into an off-screen romance. I would agree. You know, I'm going to say big deal, but only because, okay, look, I could get over it. You know what I mean? You're an actress. I'm your husband. I'm here to support you. I know you got to make out with this guy, you know, and it's got to look real and you got to put your lips together and your tongue together. I, I got it. Okay. But you know, it kind of bothers me that like earlier in the day you were making out with him, even if it was for work and now we're making out. I don't like it. Brush your teeth, put some Listerine in. I don't know, man. <laughs> Something's bothering me. Why don't you brush your teeth? Well, I'm going to brush mine, too. Don't worry about Putting it. I'm brushing it mine, her. too. I'm brushing mine, too, because my breath just stinks. You know what I mean? It wasn't because I was making out with somebody. Right. I just got simple chronic halitosis going over here. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to Listerine up, too. But you got uh, halitosis? You're out at at no, least I, you floss, unlike yeah. Greg. No, I floss a lot. A couple I times a day. That's yeah. extra stuff. Are you flossing regularly, Greg? Yes, I am now. Oh, yeah. hey, that's nice. You want some mouthwash? I also took my hats off of my walls. Oh, look at that. We are helping you in a big way. You big boy now. Ooh. <laughs> Fancy. <laughs> Next. All right, this is the last one because that's all I have left. Um, <laughs> so, at least you're honest. Right. <laughs> right. So, Sedano, Matthew Barry, the incredible fantasy expert at ESPN. The has, talented Mr. Roto. Yes, yes. I don't yes. think he's that anymore, but that's what he, he used, used to be. He used to be. Yes. yes. He always will be, in yes. my eyes. Yes. yes. Has said on his fantasy show the other day that he is all in. All in on Daryl Henderson this year for the Rams. Wow. Is this a big deal or no deal? 
Uh, that's a big deal because that's a big endorsement. I mean, he there's a reason he's the top fantasy football guy because he rarely gets this kind of stuff wrong. Um, I have also been all in on Daryl Henderson. I was last year. I drafted him in a bunch of leagues, and it did not work out so great for me. Um, but I do believe in his talent. Um, that's why, I, you know, I did it. And, you know, I, I feel like Sean in this offense, like, I think they're going to make it work. And, I, I look, Henderson's got amazing getaway speed. If he can get enough carries and get enough opportunities and this offensive line can open holes for him, I do think he can be really, really really successful and a big weapon for them. So I'll say big deal because Matthew knows what the hell he's talking about with this stuff. I don't really care what Matthew has to say. I care what Les Snead has to say. Okay. I care what what Sean McVay has to say. And I care what they have to say through their moves. And they didn't make any. So they told me everything I needed to know. No disrespect to no analysts, including Matthew Barry. I'm just saying if those dudes says we're good, then I'm good. By the way, we're going to have Sean McVay on tomorrow. Do we know what time or no? When practice is over, it just depends on when practice ends. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sometime after 5.30 or 6. Yeah. You he- know, LZ, your, your point is that they, they haven't made a move to replace Cam Akers. And I'll just say it like this. They haven't made a move yet. And I'm not saying that Daryl Henderson won't be the, the premier, the, the, the lead running back for the Rams. It's just that they may decide two weeks, three weeks from now, you know what, we got these young guys, guys that are late-round draft choices. What we need is we need another veteran kind of a player. And so I hear what you're saying about Matthew Berry being kind of like the top fantasy guy, but um, I'm going to be curious to see if moves are made once training camp is you know, well into full swing and the preseason is happening and we're two, three weeks into the preseason. What do the Rams think about their running backs as a group then so he's I'm going to say no deal. What is it, like three seasons in? Henderson, this yeah. This is year three. three. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they know yeah. what that is. No, no, they know what he is. Yeah. But the question is, what else do they have behind him now? But that's yeah. not the question we were talking about. We were talking about him. Right, but this is about Matthew Berry making a, a, a call about fantasy football. No, about and, Henderson. Yeah, yeah, but his fantasy numbers, no? He's all yes. in on Daryl Henderson. He's so all in I'm, on Daryl Henderson. Right. right, so what I'm saying is, is I want to see what happens to the running back par, uh, room the position group, will they stay with what they've got? If they do, and Daryl Henderson is healthy, yeah, he might put up some real numbers this year. But well, if they I, decide to go get a veteran player to right, add to would the that change back, the number of carries he? That's would what get. I'm getting at. Yes, gotcha. trying to because well, it's true. The guys they me. have behind him are all either undrafted. I think there's like a seventh round pick in there. Yeah, um, there's not a lot of uh, experience. Yeah. Uh, All right, that is Big Deal or No Deal, everybody's favorite segment, the most popular segment on this show each and every day at 6.30. By the way, two quick notes on uh, our pal Matthew Berry. Uh, Was in a Marvel movie recently. He was in, uh, was it Endgame that he was in? Yes, Endgame. He was in Endgame. And he also was a writer for The Simpsons. How about that? Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. I had no idea. He's lived a charmed life. Um, yes, Matthew he has. Barry. Was he Matthew Barry as Matthew Barry, or did he have a role as a character? No, he was a different dude. He was like some sort of security person in the Marvel movie, but he was Matthew Barry as the writer for The Simpsons. He was in Loki, uh, too. He oh, was. he was in Loki. I didn't see that, though, but I saw the, the screenshot of it. That's All cool. Right, we're done That's here. Cool. We got one more segment to go. Uh, coming up next, get you ready for the Dodgers and Astros, those stinking, cheating Astros. One more time. Oh, Selena. Is there an anniversary, or are we just playing it just for play it? I just want to hear it. Did she do a oh, okay. with Rick, Rick Astley or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did she date Rick Astley? <laughs> no. no. Okay, I'm just asking. I was like, no, no, no. So wait, does this mean Adele's just going to be at the Lakers games now, just hanging out? Yeah, maybe. You never know. Maybe she'll do the anthem. No, that's beneath her. Really? Yeah. Yes. No, you would do the anthem at like maybe the All-Star game. Exactly. But not like just a regular game old Lakers 13. game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, how about game one? Well... If they had won the championship, maybe. And do we want to hear a Brit sing, you know? That's true. Excellent point. Anthem? Excellent point. There's a reason we left that place. I really thought you know about that I mean? part or, our, or our, our forefathers left there. You well, know what I mean? Somebody's forefathers. Yeah. You know, they weren't right. really Right. Well, whatever. Right. The, the originals, uh, there's a reason they, uh, they left there. You know what I'm saying? There we go. There's that. Um, so, <laughs> but yeah, Adele, going to be there, man. Assuming the relationship makes it to that point. I know? mean, why not? Listen, if those two kids can't keep it together, man, who can't? It's tough out there, George. She's it doing, is tough. She's but living I, her best life. I, listen, I, I I know Rich Paul a little bit. Great dude. I'm happy for him. Excited for him. 
Um, just in general, like what him and that group are doing is just incredible. So, and so is uh, Adele. She fine, man. She fine. Well, she you fine. know, we, I, you know, I have a crush on her. I've told you a long time ago. I was like, I remember Key being like, really? And I'm like, yeah, man, she hot. She pretty as hell. She is pretty. She's always been pretty. Yeah. She's always been beautiful. Yeah. I'm just uh, a little worried about the music. Oh. Just a little bit. Just You mean because of the recent music or what? The future music. Well, it's just that. You know, we're used to hearing sad, depressed, broken-hearted Adele. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Now she in L.A. with Rich Paul, happy, looking good and stuff. What's that going to sound like? I mean, you never know. Okay. <laughs> she going to start singing Party in the USA like Miley Cyrus now? No, no. I mean, listen, I feel like it could be a, a whole new Adele. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, she she may stun you. You know what I'm saying? She'll have a lyric, this is definitely not a London party. I mean, like a Nashville party. Yeah, she starts doing... Party in the USA like Miley. I like that. I Happy do like Adele. My, I do like one Miley Cyrus song, which is uh, Malibu. I think that's a good song. Listen, see, I mean, go. there it is. See, it's there sad. we go. This is yeah. sad. Let sad this, Adele. Let this go for a minute so I can start crying. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know what, though? <laughs> Low key, this song has one of the greatest shade lines of all time. Which which line? When she says, "Did you ever leave that town when nothing ever happens?" <laughs> oh, damn. It is such Look, a she great... California dreaming right there, man. Was she see my Rich Paul then? <laughs> <laughs> I told you I saw her Magic Castle one New Year's, man. What do you mean you saw her Magic Castle? Like, what, what? Wait, yo, I, have, yo. I never told you that story? So I was at Magic Castle for one New Year's, okay? And we were in one of these rooms with the magicians. Mm-hmm. And when the thing started, like within, I'm talking about within like two minutes of the thing starting, the magician's just getting started talking to the... Some I'm in the last row, okay, of this room. And the fir- the row in front of me is completely empty, okay? And I'm, like, kind of in the middle of the last row. And all of a sudden, these two people get whisked into the room and just sat there. And I was like, this this woman is in front of me. And she turns to talk to the, the, the gentleman. And I'm like, I looked at Kelly and I was like, is that Adele? And she's like... Yeah, and I'm like, damn! It was her with her ex-husband, so she was at Magic Castle that New Year's. Dang it, Kel! Dang it! You were so close, Kel. When he asked if this is Adele, you were supposed to turn to him and say, "Well, hello." (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, yeah. There we go. go. So I did. I saw her at Magic Castle. You think she's gonna start having like rap drops in the middle of her songs now and stuff? I mean, that would be awesome. That would be great. I mean, come on. There we go. There you go. Adele's going to take this to a new level. Yeah. <laughs> going to Malibu. That's Malibu. awesome. It's a good song. Uh, LZ, I want to thank Sir. you for something. Uh-oh. Beyond what I've already thanked you for. Um, so I, it just dawned on me because I was using my uh, massage gun. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did cryotherapy. I've now done it twice. You have. I have. So you now have come to the church. I have. It's, uh, you know, I, I've done it once a week, the last two weeks. The first one, let me tell you something, okay? I did it at this place, and I got out of there. I don't know if the adrenaline was just the cryo or like, damn, I survived all that cold for three minutes. Because um, at the end, my feet, or my, my, not my feet, because my feet were covered. My, like, legs, like my calves and my knees in that area was like needles, okay? Because mm-hmm. it was so damn cold. And, but I, I felt like I was like a million bucks after. And I was cold, no joke, for like 90 minutes after. Like cold. <laughs> oh, man, like I sucks. grabbed Kelly, I grabbed her hand, and she's like, God, darn it, your hand is cold as hell. And I was like, yeah, it was the cryotherapy maybe or whatever. But it was. It was cold um, for a long time. Um, but it was good. It felt good. And it felt better the second time. It wasn't as painful the second time. And um, right, Kel, my hands were cold after the first cryotherapy, right? Yeah, yeah you heard her. Uh, Hi, Kel. Uh, Hi, yeah. Kelly. So it's, um, yeah, so thank you, LZ, for you, the, uh, you're welcome. the recommendation. You're welcome. Listen, I swear by it. I didn't have it. Uh, when I was on vacation, yeah, and I was still squatting and everything as if I did have it, right? Ooh, and by the last couple of days, it was like, yeah, these weights can stay over here. I'm good. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
Well, I look forward to seeing you two gentlemen tomorrow at UC Irvine oh, yeah. for Rams training camp. But before we go there tomorrow, um, I'm going to just send out a message to everybody. You ready? Here goes. Okay. Yeah, sure. Tonight at Dodger Stadium, here's what I don't want to see tonight on Twitter and plastered all around the Internet. You ready for this? Stadium fights. They're brutal. They're violent. They're nasty. Go to the game, enjoy yourself, have fun, be nice, be polite, be respectful, boo, do all the things you want to do. But seriously, like everybody just be chill, be cool. And uh, and hopefully tomorrow we're talking about how the fans took control earlier today. You were saying, Elsie, created a real home field advantage, got that win because, look, the Giants are not giving up ground, you know. And I think the Padres, I got to be honest with you guys, I think the Padres are toast right now. But – the Dodgers got to steep, still keep climbing. So, listen, this is a huge game, you know, and I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if any players are going to take the matters into their own hands, but I'm saying all the fans out there, dude, be cool. That's all I'm saying. All right, cool. I mean, it's going to be wild out there, I think. I'm getting, so there's some pictures. Greg, you're sending some pictures. What are these pictures you're sending here? So, oh, Oscar the Grouch, yes. I see, is there. Yep. Yes. It's, it's in a, uh, someone is wearing an Oscar the Grouch costume, and it looks like their pants are actually yeah, a, a trash a garbage can. can. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which is pretty, pretty funny. Well, yes. that's where Oscar lives, right? He lives in a garbage can. Yes. Yeah. I'm retweeting that for people that, haven't, that can't see it. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but good Lord, man. Uh, Laura, are you going today or tomorrow? I am going manana. I did get offered tickets for today, but Aww. I can't go. I'm in heels today, so I'm going to be the oh, girl. Oh, go girl. I was Shoot. like, I ain't going to be that. Oh, you know, Elsie was in the studio. I got to dress up a little oh, bit, you know? Really? You know I'm gay, right? Now, okay. <laughs> just, just making sure. Yeah. You know, uh, so are you going Are you going with a friend or a friend? Tomorrow I'm going with Mason Briones. Oh, okay. Yeah, so oh, it's cool. just. Yes, to work thing, you know, no friends. What about 11-11? He can't get to a Dodger game? 11-11 is a friend, and he's doing his own thing. I'm just saying, like, he can't get to a Dodger game? I mean, he could by himself. I don't know. I okay. <laughs> I'm getting him the tickets. <laughs> no. Right. He can take his butt there. Hmm? Mm. <laughs> All right. I mean, I can't 11-11 still listening tonight. to the show? Uh, yeah, I think he does. He's cool. I mean, we cool. We okay. cool. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Just saying. We're almost done. <laughs> All right, we're done here. LZ, excellent work as always. You three brothers and sister. Uh, Kaplan, excellent Great. work. One, two, hey, three. looking forward to seeing you guys both tomorrow down at Rams training camp. All right, Greg and Laura, great job. We will be at Rams camp tomorrow talking Dodgers, talking Rams, talking Lakers free agency. Make sure you tune in. We'll talk to you mañana. Everyone have a great, great night. Mucho, mucho amor. See ya.